What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cup Check podcast. Justin couldn't make it tonight, so I have a special guest here, Nick Scott. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get to talk to you about this. Um, first thing I want to talk about is Mitch Trubisky getting taken out of the game and Kenny Pickett coming to fill in. Um, Kenny Pickett obviously went 10 for 13, but those three were interceptions. Um, I heard he was impressive. I watched a little bit of it, but it wasn't that impressive. But I mean, the three picks, some of them weren't his fault at all. Uh, what do you think about that game? Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting, right? Because everybody in Pittsburgh is glamoring for Pickett, Pickett, Pickett. We want Pickett. We want Pickett. We want Pickett. And and he comes in, and yeah, you look at his stat line, 10 for 13, you know, 120 and three. Okay, let's let's really dissect that. 10 for 13, 120, and three interceptions, okay? Ran for two touchdowns. That's something that Pittsburgh's probably never seen, right? Because they had Ben, who was who was immobile, right? He was a yeah, pocket exactly. quarterback, right? So you look at Pickett, 10 for 13, 120, and three interceptions. One of those interceptions was on that Hail Mary, I believe, either at the end of the half or at the end of the game. I can't remember which one uh, it was at the end of the half or is at the end of the game. Excuse me. It was a 52 yard interception, right? Okay. So it was caught right at the end of the game. It's going to go down in the stats as an interception. Really at the end of the day, the jets did not run a single play after that interception. That was just an anomaly essentially. Okay. Another one you look at interception balls tipped balls tipped. What do you want? What do you want him to do? I think Kenny Pickett will be good. I think it's early, though. You look at situations like Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes was drafted in Kansas City. Who was his starting quarterback? Who was his starting quarterback? Alex. Alex Smith, Smith right? Yeah. Alex Smith. How long did he start before before Pat got his strength? I believe it was week fifteen. I yeah, think it was, it was pretty week much 15, the whole year. Yeah. Right. So you're you're giving Patrick Mahomes, and look at that situation. It worked out perfect. Yeah, I agree right? with that. And so my thing is with Chicago, right? Both quarterbacks now, we would argue that they were probably put in too early. Like Justin Fields didn't have much time to sit on the bench and watch or anything like that. His first game action really came from Andy Dalton getting hurt. Um, and then obviously it was kind of back and forth through there. And that wasn't really a good situation to be in. Um, Trubisky, I mean, we had Mike Glennon as the quarterback. So, I mean, what are you going to do there? But I think Trubisky might have been taken out too early. But then again, also, it's Mike Tomlin, and he does, he's not there to lose. So he's going to do what he thinks is best. And I guess Kenny Pickett was the best option there, and now he's going to be the starter going forward. And you can't really say Trubisky was impressive enough to really combat that thought because pretty much every game he was mediocre at best. Um, so, I mean, I guess at this point it's let's get excited for Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. And I feel bad for Trubisky to a point but then again I mean he's had multiple opportunities so here's the thing I, I don't feel bad for I don't feel bad for any of those guys really right because at the end I think of the it's day, more of like a Chicago thing sure sure it, but he's gonna open his bank account and he'll be fine all yeah. right yeah. he'll be all right okay so the the checks don't bounce he will still open up his chase he will still open up his chase account his Huntington account 
his Winchurst account, whatever account, he'll still open it up. He'll still see money. Okay. So he'll be all right. If anything, his job just got a whole hell of a lot easier, right? Because now he's on the bench. He's holding the clipboard. Hell, he did it all last year for Buffalo. What's the difference? Okay. Be a mentor. Help Kenny out. Kenny goes down. He's thrusted right back in. Okay. Kind of like the Trey Lance situation. Okay. Kind of like what's going on in San Francisco. Jimmy was relegated. Trey Lance was a starter. Trey Lance goes down. Look who's back. Jimmy. I'll say this. See, I want to I want to be careful with how I word this. I, I don't think it's the same situation as what's going on in Chicago. And this is why. What pick did you draft Justin Fields? 11. What pick was Pickett? 20. That's a big difference. Yeah. Financially, that's a huge difference for the team. Okay. Pittsburgh had Ben. So right now they're scrambling, right? They're scrambling. You haven't had a quarterback since Cutler. And even then, Cutler, not great. Cutler's our GOAT. In in comparison (laughs) to Ben. In comparison to Tom. In comparison to Peyton, right? I'm just saying, these are all Hall of Famers. Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Famer. Questionable off-field decision-making? Sure. Hall of Famer? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay? So that is the thing. You look at Chicago, really – what? Yeah, it's pretty much a shot Trubisky, in the dark everywhere. Dalton, Cutler. There's been a lot of uh, – I mean, Cutler's been the clear-cut best since uh, – McMahon? Yeah, maybe Jim <laughs> McMahon, right? So, so he's been the best since you and I have been on this earth, okay? Yeah. Now, with the Bears, you try and get Justin Fields, Ohio State, college football playoff. Right, throwing to Garrett Wilson, throwing to Chris Olave, throwing to all these really good, talented wide receivers, these good, you know, like playmaking Sunday players at the Saturday level. Right. And, and so you see Justin Fields and he's mobile. He's mobile. He can run. So it's a whole different ball game. You got to thrust him in right away. You got to throw him in right away. Because if you don't, you run the risk of, Losing your job, Matt Nagy, right? Matt Nagy, I think his situation in Chicago was very similar to one of, in the NFC North as well, Matt Patricia. Do I think Matt Nagy's a bad coach? No, I don't. I really don't. Do I think Matt Patricia's a bad coach? No, I really don't. And it's proven because Matt Patricia has won in New England. Now, is he the head coach in New England? Obviously not, right? I also don't think every coach deserves to be a head coach. That's a different topic. What I'm saying is, is that if you don't take a chance on a rookie quarterback, when all your fans are yelling, pick it, pick it, pick it, you're, you're running the risk of losing your fan base. You're, you're going to lose ticket sales because now you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're one in three. You don't look competitive. You don't look good. Najee Harris hasn't looked good. Claypool hasn't looked good since he deemed himself Mapletron. Deontay Johnson hasn't looked great. You don't have a good defense. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watts hurt. I mean, like, there's nothing like what is making a Pittsburgh native, a Yinzer, as Pat McAfee would say, what is making a Yinzer say, I want to go to AccuSure Stadium? and watch the Pittsburgh Steelers play yeah, right now. Yeah, that's, Nothing that's very really. true. 
I understand but that. Now, but do you think that mm-hmm. Tomlin has a little bit of a leash, though? Like a, like a very, very long leash? Trust the process thing? Even if it cost him his whole, like, never losing season kind of thing, just to let Kenny sit there a little bit longer. I feel like he would definitely have a longer leash if, if he thought, like, it would be best to develop Kenny more. No, no, I don't. And, and the reason why I say that is because you got to, you got to, you got to win. The, at the end of the day, it's a money driven league, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's about the old, old mantra. And, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on swear, but the old mantra asses and seats. You got to, you got to put the people in the seats. It's, you don't want an NFL game to be dressed like a seat night, right? You don't, you don't want that. And, and I'd say, other than why, Minka, Claypool, and Deontay, and Najee, I'd say who else is up there in jersey sales? I don't know. Probably Pickett, right? At this probably point, yeah, Pickett. Definitely. I don't know the statistics, but probably Pickett. And at this point, your team has looked terrible. You haven't looked competitive. I mean, you're losing to the Browns 29-17. They're a debacle. Outside of Nick Chubb, they're a debacle. You know, the Browns just lost to the Falcons. What's going on there? You lost to the Patriots. Eh, not great. Not great. And then you beat the Bengals because, because the Bengals long snapper gets hurt, and then you have, you have a tight end being the long snapper. Tight end's not a long snapper, and you have your regular long snapper if you're Cincinnati. Oh, you're that's, that's a dub. You're 0-4. Yeah. And, and, and things are way louder in Pittsburgh. Way louder. Yeah, I guess when you put so, it that way, the whole 0-4 thing, that, that really puts that in perspective right, right there. I mean, I mean, seriously, McPherson is a dog. He's a great kicker. He missed two kicks in the last, what, 15 minutes of game time? Right? You know, and how often are you going to see McPherson miss two kicks in the last 15 minutes of game time? Especially, I think the last time he did it actually was against the Packers. When we went in there and we won in overtime the same way that the Steelers did. So... I think the music was getting loud. The voices were getting loud. The frustration was getting loud. The booze, the booze. And I'm not talking about the alcohol. The booze were getting loud. And it was probably inflicted from the alcohol, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's Pittsburgh. The Jets, aren't, the Jets are not a good team, right? I do think that they should go with Joe Flacco instead of Zach Wilson, but that's a different story. Do you think that they trade Trubisky at the end of the season because he's still got one year left just to get something or do you let him sit with that contract? Who's going to take him? Indianapolis? What I've been saying for a while is... Maybe Carolina. Maybe Carolina. Maybe Carolina. That Baker... That Baker... We can touch on that in a minute. But that Baker situation, uh, not good. Um, But I've been saying for a while now that since Dayball is in New York, I've been saying that maybe, well, not, not even maybe. They definitely know that Danny Dimes is not the guy. So what if Trubisky became a bridge guy, right? Kind of like Fitzmagic. I, I think that's, that's, his, I, that's his ceiling is a bridge guy at this point. He's not going to be a starter like for a franchise and be there for a while. Perfect, a perfect comparison right now to what, to what Trubisky really is, is a Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, okay? It's a Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Because he, he is – Competent enough to start a game and play if needed, but he's not, he's not going to take you to the playoffs. Teddy Bridgewater, again, that's another story. 
But that situation in Miami, they better hope that the brain of Tua is okay. Because if not, Mike McDaniel went from looking like boy wonder to oh boy, I wonder. Because that because that situation is not good. Um, I you I want to touch on the on the Danny Dimes situation. I I I don't think he's as bad as what people think. He needs to limit the turnovers. He needs to limit the turnovers. But but you want to talk about Danny Dimes. He's mobile. Okay. He's he is mobile. He can move. He can he can scoot. He did just beat your Bears. Now the Bears they I, yeah. Cooper Cup has more catches than than Justin Fields has uh, passes attempt through four weeks. Yeah. Now granted, Stafford just I think Stafford legitimately doesn't understand that he has other people to throw to other than Cooper Cup. So that makes Cooper Cup fantasy owners really happy. Um, but I mean, either way, unbelievable stat. Unbelievable stat I heard. Daniel Jones, he's eight for 13, 71 yards, and Justin Fields was 11 for 22 with 174. That's horrible. Um, but the flip that makes Daniel Jones so intriguing is he was also six carries, 68 yards, and two touchdowns, 11.3 average per carry. I mean, that's, I don't know that's if that's not terrible. Listen to the receiving core, though, for New York. Who do you want to throw to? Daniel Bellinger. Ever heard of him? No. Okay. Let's go to this guy. Here we go. Saquon Barkley. Ever heard of him? Yeah, probably we all have, right? Okay. Darius Slayton. Tanner Hudson. David Sills the fifth. Kenny Galladay, who openly has said he does not want to play with the Giants anymore. And Richie James. Like who? Who? Who's he but, have to throw to? But people have been giving Danny Dimes excuses for four years now. Listen, I, I have said it long. I, he can't keep throwing interceptions. Now, I do think this is a big year for him. And I don't know if Dable is going to want to keep him. I also don't think Trubisky is the good bridge quarterback that you're saying. I think a good bridge quarterback would be a Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be expensive, but he'll be a good bridge quarterback, and he can teach him, right? Because he sat behind Brady. He was going to sit behind Trey Lance before Trey Lance got hurt. I think Jimmy G would be a good, serviceable quarterback. Another one, maybe a Baker Mayfield, whose career is slowly or actually rapidly declining, like rapidly going downhill. Um, at this point, because there's no way I don't I don't see a way he goes back to being a backup. Maybe Cooper Rush, okay? Because Cooper Rush has never lost as an NFL starting quarterback, and it's not like it's a two game sample size, right? It's a five now. It's five games. It's a five-game sample size that he's had, never lost. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you take a chance on him because, yeah, he, you know, Cooper Rush, he's not the flashy name. You know, he's not the Dak Prescott, obviously. But you look at Cooper Rush and you say, well, he's 28, so he's not – he hasn't even hit the 30 yet. He's 28. He's been a backup for Dak Prescott. I, be, I I could be wrong, but might have been – no, he wasn't the backup. He was not the backup for Tony Romo. I, I know that. He was not the backup. For, but you look at him. He hasn't thrown a pick this year. 
His game logs, 15 for 27, 233, quarterback rating of 107, 21 for 31, two, uh, 215, quarterback rating of 98, 19 for 31, 235, quarterback rating of a 95. Those are the three games he started this year. Yeah, I think he's definitely deserving of a starting job at some not, place. Not necessarily a permanent starting job, but it, with a Giants team, maybe it's worth it's worth well, yeah, looking I'm, into. I'm saying, yeah, draft I'm, sa- I'm saying something like have him. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying something like somewhere where you can go because out of 32 teams, I mean, he can definitely start for a good at least five of them, right? I mean, someone can use him. And if he doesn't turn out to be someone that you can have starting long-term, then he's a cheap option that you're just using as a bridge. Um, but, I mean, you also could get lucky and he could develop more because I think where he is now, he's started five games, right? You're only going to get better from there. He's, he's not going to get much worse. He's, he's shown that he's able to be a quarterback. Um, so I think if he if someone can develop him more and he can get a starting gig somewhere for a year and know that he's the guy for the year, his, his floor isn't low to the point where it's like, oh, we just we can't have this guy starting for us for the year. Like he's either going to give you a decent shot at being a mediocre team or I mean, he maybe gets you to get you to a wild card spot. I don't know if that's even if that's a crazy thing to think about. Well, at this point, if you're talking about the Giants, hell, they could win the division. Well, no, they can't with Philly. But, but I mean, before this year in Philly, and you seeing you seeing all this success in Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, and holy cow, does that trade look lopsided? But that's a different story, and maybe it's because Ryan Tannehill's there in quarterback, and I've never liked him. And I don't think he hits his targets well, and I don't think he uses wide receivers well. Because you look at this, you look at the success of the two wide receivers that have most recently left the Tennessee Titans, AJ Brown and Corey Davis. They have been good, right? Yeah, yeah. They have been good, and that's where it's kind of like: is Tennessee the problem, or is it Ryan Tannehill? Um, I think Cooper Rush is deserving of at least a chance, and and I know. I know that there's people that are really, really confused as to what, you know, Jerry Jones is going to do because you can't – I mean, I don't think Dak Prescott is going to start this next week, which means it's another week of Cooper Rush. And with that being another week of Cooper Rush, you have on the slate him playing on the road against the Rams with Matthew Stafford, not understanding that he has more than one wide receiver. You signed Allen Robinson to a three-year, $45 million contract, and you don't even throw it to him. Okay? So he throws it to two people. It's Cooper Cup. It's Tyler Higby. Um, right now, that line is Rams minus four and a half. Cooper Rush hasn't lost. I'd say maybe take the points and sprinkle on the money line. I don't think the Rams are good. I think they're still on their Super Bowl hangover. They will be a playoff team. But I do not think they have it figured out right now. I do think that the 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 worst move they've made, uh, maybe in the Sean McVay era, is trading away uh, Bobby Trees, uh, Robert Woods. I think you shouldn't have did that. I think you should have kept him. Complimented uh, Cooper uh, Cooper Cup really well. You didn't. Uh, you went with Allen Robinson. Uh, that's the mistake you're going to have to live with for right now, at least through, through four games, two and two and looking uncompetitive against a a 49ers team. That's very average. 
I think Cooper Rush deserves a chance. I don't know if it's in New York. I don't know if that's the right opportunity. Uh, I don't know if that's even setting him up for success. I think if you put him in New York and you draft a quarterback and say you're going to sit behind Cooper Rush, you're going to learn from him. How successful is he going to be Like at the end of the day if you don't add any you know, wide receivers and whatnot? But uh, either way, I, I do agree. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the – is the solution, but I, I also don't know if he's the problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's true. That's fair. Um, with with Cooper Rush playing as well as he is, do you agree that the Cowboys should probably just hold Dak off for a little – like, obviously, I, I think more than this week. If Cooper Rush isn't killing you or anything like that, he's winning you games. I understand the money, um, but it's – because we saw with Russ last year, right? When he came back, he he forced his way back in. With, with his, who? Wait, who did I say? Did you just say Russell Wilson? Yeah. Or in, in Seattle? In Seattle. Last year when okay. he came back from that finger injury. Okay. He forced okay. his way back sure, in. I just wanted to make sure. Because Russ, Russ, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, with Russell Wilson. I think he forced his way back in and he ended up playing like absolute dog and I think that Dak is good enough right I think he could come back in and play just just fine but if Cooper Rush is winning you games and I mean against the Rams I don't think it's crazy to say that the Cowboys could win with how they're playing um I I don't I don't see a reason to bring Dak in too early and I don't know if it is too early. I don't know how he's doing with his hand. Obviously, they're saying that he could be back this week, which I think would be crazy. Um, but they have, they have the Eagles after the Rams. So, I mean, I guess that's something to really look at. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough situation. I just – I don't see the reason to bring Dak back if he's not 100%. Yeah. Ah, that's an interesting one, right? That's an interesting one. Because you've seen the on-field success of Cooper Rush, right? And, and you've seen, you know, Noah Brown really break out. And now you have three. You're, you're talking like, oh, Cowboys need wide receiver help. They need, they need somebody to flank CD. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think they're okay. I think they're all right in the situation that they're in. They've got CD. They've got Gallup coming back, which I believe he already was back, had a touchdown Sunday. So you've got 88, you've got Gallup, and now you've got Noah Brown and then Dalton Schultz. Okay. So I think you're fine there. Do you bring back Dak is the question. I say no. I say you let Cooper Rush play this week. One, because I don't think Dak is ready. Two, because I think the injury is on his throwing hand, which involves grip, gripping of the ball. Um, and unless you're into the old Tom Brady deflate gate, it won't work. Okay. He won't be able to grip the ball. I think you ride Cooper Rush, let him play. Then you make the decision. Ultimately, it's going to be Dak. Listen, when you sign a guy to a contract like what you signed him to, you're handcuffed. You're handcuffed. You have to play him. And it goes back to the money, right? Now, soon, 
if it's not a good contract and, and Cooper and, you know, Dak comes back and he's not playing good and they try to give Cooper Rush a chance. Can you imagine NFL Twitter? It's going to blow up. Why? Not because it's, well, because it's Dak Prescott, but because they paid him so much money. They gave him the bag. And I've always been a Dak stand. I love Dak. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's mobile. I think he's, I think he's good. I think he is. But it doesn't matter what people in Phoenix, Arizona think. It, it matters what people in, in Arlington, Texas think. The people that work at the Star. People that work at, at you know, AT&T Stadium at Jerry World. That's what matters. At the end of the day, I think that it should be Cooper Rush until Cooper Rush proves you wrong, but it won't be because of the money that they paid him. You have to play the people you paid. It's this, and here's a more realistic problem for the Cowboys, because at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be Dak. It doesn't matter. It's going to be Dak. This is what I think. Zeke Elliott is RB2 on that team to Tony Pollard, and I've been barking up that tree for at least two years now. But they paid Zeke, so he has to play. Zeke doesn't have it anymore, in my opinion. And Tony runs faster, he runs harder, and he hits the holes better, and he can catch out of the backfield. That's why they're using him as a scat back. If they didn't see Tony Pollard and his value, then what? Then he would he would be a third down back, right? It's kind of like a Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb situation. I wouldn't say it's like a situation in Green Bay because we simply just don't have the weapons right now or the proven weapons. So A.J. Dillon has to play along with Aaron Jones. That's why we go shotgun two running backs. We go shotgun two running backs because Aaron Jones can catch the ball out of the backfield. So can A.J. Dillon. But you look at Tony Pollard's situation and you look at Ezekiel Elliott. One's making significantly less money than the other, but one, in my opinion, is better than the other, and it's Tony. I think it's Tony Pollard. But that's another situation where Jerry Jones just signs these big checks. He just signs them, signs them, signs them, signs them. I don't know. I, I think I've long said Tony Pollard is the back, is the feature back in that offense. It's not flashy. It's not the big name, but it is him. I think it is. And, you know, it, it's something that they're going to have to figure out in, in Dallas where they're going to have to really sit down and, and, you know, I think his name, son's name, Stephen Jones and Jerry are going to have to really sit down and decide what do we want to do? Do we want to go back to Dak? Cause imagine they go back to Dak and they start, they start losing. Well, that's, that's what I want to touch on right now is. So you have the Rams winnable game. Then you have the Eagles. That would be a, in my opinion, a very tough game for Dak to come back. And it's Eagles on Sunday night, so you got everybody watching you. You have Dak coming back, and if he completely shits the bed, you you can't go back to Cooper Rush. Obviously, that would look terrible. But if you have Cooper Rush play that game, the next the next games that the Cowboys have is the Lions the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings, Giants. That's in like, Green Bay. That's in Green Bay. Yeah. So I think if Dak gets shit, get, just gets shit on right now in, in Philly, right, on Sunday night football, his confidence is going to be an all-time low. 
You're going to have people going crazy on Twitter. But if you have Cooper Rush play the Rams and the Eagles and you have Dak come back against the Lions, okay, that's a way easier game than the Eagles. And I, I know no, no game in the NFL is easy, whatever, but it's Lions versus Eagles. I'd, I'd rather play the Lions. And then you have the Bears. So I think those are two, not warm-up games, but pretty much warm-up games. And then you get to go to Lambeau and in Minnesota. So I think, in my personal opinion, it would be best for Cooper Rush to play the next two games and then Dak come in instead of Dak just getting shelled by the Eagles. And because, I mean, Darius Slay is going to be on CD. That's going to make his life a lot harder not being able to do his or throw to his wide receiver one. And, I mean, the, the Eagles can get to the quarterback very efficiently. And then, yeah, Cooper Rush, here's, here's I just a think, thought. is the, the, the best option there. Here's a thought. Their bye week is nine. So, play, play L.A., play Philly, play Detroit, play Chicago. You go three and one, if you're Cooper Rush right there, serviceable. Very serviceable. You get the bye week, insert Dak. Bye week, now he's got two weeks. Back with that offense to prepare for Green Bay, and then you insert Dak, and then you go. My opinion, then you go. Because then Green Bay, Minnesota, and then a couple easier games, Giants, Colts, Houston, Jacksonville, and then you end the season Philly, Tennessee. Insert them there, yeah, you might lose to Philadelphia. Okay, but then you've got Dak playing week 16 against Philadelphia. Primetime game, or not primetime, 425. It's going to be a feature game. And you, like, you're good. You're good. That's fine. But do you think you well, obviously? Of- so obviously they can do this, but do you think there's even a chance that, that they do that? After, as soon as Dak got out, he they were all talking about like, okay, we're going to get this guy back ASAP. Do you think they're actually going to that was wait before that long? they saw Cooper? That was before they saw Cooper Rush go three and zero, right? That's fair. With That's a, fair. With the quarter, yeah. with the lowest quarterback rating as a ninety three, right? So that 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 was before the world was falling. Oh no, they're one game back from Philly. They're one game back from the best team in the NFL. People are saying. Other than Buffalo, Buffalo. But they're one game back from the best team in the NFC. Like, what's the worry? What's the rush? No pun intended. Or yeah. pun intended. Okay? So what is the what, – what's, what's the rush? Chillax. Like, take a deep breath. Cooper Rush is serviceable. You have Dak ready. It will only help Dak if he waits. It won't hurt him. It won't. On his throwing hand, it will not hurt to wait longer. Okay? He can still be in physical shape. He can still work those muscles in his hands, and it'll help. You let him play against the Rams, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Bears. They're going to beat Detroit. They're going to beat Chicago. Sorry. Both those games are in Dallas. They're both in Dallas. They're going to beat Detroit with no defense. They're going to beat the Bears with no offense. And then and then they're going to they're going to go into the bye week and then they're going to play a tough team against Green Bay, but 
he'll have two weeks to get ready for him. That's what I think. Now, could any of this actually happen? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how bad Jerry Jones wants to see, you know, number four back up. Yeah, that's so I'm done talking. I'm done talking about the Cowboys. I don't like <laughs> I'll tell you that much. That's true. Like they get enough love out of the media. Stand, I can't stand that Jumbotron sits too low. They never under they for some reason every year punters can hit the, the bottom of the, the Jumbotron, yet they never raise it up. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So let's get out of the let's get out of Dallas. Let's go to Minnesota. Are you scared of Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Coming after no. the Packers? No, 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 no. No? Not at all. No. Why Why should I be? Because they got Justin Jefferson? I no. like Justin Jefferson a lot. I, I they just – Alvin Cook? I've had a feeling before the season started that the Vikings were going to take over the NFC North. Granted, that was before I, like, remembered that Aaron Rodgers can throw to anybody, no matter who his weapons are. But I, I think they are – a complete enough team to give it a run. I mean, yeah, they're a playoff team. Yeah, but but everything in the north until until somebody proves it wrong, everything in the north runs through Lambeau. Unfortunately, right. yes. I just okay. I, I just think it's it's got to be the Minnesota. It's got to be Minnesota's year. Why? What have you seen? Okay, so they beat they beat Green Bay. We are historically bad. I shouldn't say we are not part of the franchise. The Green Bay Packers are historically bad week one. What happened last year? We got murdered by New Orleans, 38 to 30. Shouldn't say we. Again, I'm not a part of the franchise. Okay? Then they lose to Philadelphia. Everybody's losing to Philadelphia. Okay. They beat Detroit 28-24 at home. And they shouldn't have even won that game. Dan Campbell doesn't know how to have time management, okay? But he's a great coach, and, oh, yeah, bite the kneecaps, blah, blah, blah. Can't stand him. Then you go to New Orleans. I, I don't look I – don't, I don't buy in so much to this, to this game because it's in London. Right? Yeah. I don't it, – it's hard to play in London. And that's why I do think the Green Bay Packers are in for a – Oh man, I, I'm so that I'm more scared of that game than I am of going to Buffalo. Because Buffalo, they beat us in Buffalo. Mm, they're probably the better team. Giants beat us in London. Giants are not the better team. They are not the better team. It's London. It's London. I don't know. I'm scared. Um I want to see how they do against the Bears. If if I see any sort of life out of the Bears. What is there to believe in? Miami, I think Tua could be back by then. I want to see what happens with Miami. Then they go into the bye week, Arizona. Let's see how how Kyler does against them. Washington, terrible. Buffalo, let's see. Like, I want to see them play somebody. The only team they've played was Philadelphia, and they got killed. Yeah. Okay, they they played the Lions. And almost I should have lost. Should have lost. They shouldn't have won. They should have lost. They played New Orleans. Will Lutz hit a 60-yard field goal. Will Lutz hit a 61-yard field goal if that post was literally an eighth of an inch wider. Or That's... if that game's in New Orleans. Ball flies differently in London. I'm sure it does. Never been. Would love to go. It flies differently there, okay? 
And if that game goes to overtime, they would have lost to who? I believe Andy Dalton. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a there's a lot of hype. Listen, go green all day, right? Go green until I mean, look at this right here. You know, go green all day. I can't stand Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. You don't think he's good at no. all, right? No, no, like, no, no, no. Mm. Really? Mm. So, okay, here you go. Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Okay. You're going to get me on this he's, one. How's he doing this year? Ah, we'll forget about it. We'll forget. No, no, no. We'll forget about that one. Kyler Murray or Kirk Cousins? That one's hard right now. Recency bias. Really? To me, yeah. But, I mean, at, leaning, as of years past, you. leaning, leaning towards, towards Kyler because of history. Kyler got killed in the NFC wildcard game against the Rams. He looked horrible. And he's more known for playing Call of Duty than he is for playing quarterback. Okay? But we'll move on. We'll move on. Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? Dak Prescott. 100%. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm not, I'm not like a no, Kirk Cousins no. stan here. No, I, I just, I want to, I want to, I, I thoroughly want to know. Because what have you, what have you seen? I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to yeah. say, uh, statistically speaking, now his defense is terrible, but his numbers are good. Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. This year, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins, they're very similar. This year, I, you would have to go with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is killing it this year. But killing see, it. I'm not I'm not like a Kirk Cousins stan or anything. I just think he has Jimmy last one. He, he last one right here. Flashes. Last one right here. Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Real okay, so there you go. So then that's where that's where the line's drawn because I say Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G, most, G. Most, of his, most of his success, I feel like, comes from the weapons around him. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, K.J. No, no, Osborne. I, like, I, as in, he doesn't make that many plays. What does Kirk Cousins do? He can at least throw the ball down the field a, so can Jimmy. a hell of a lot more than Jimmy. Yeah, <clears throat> can't win a primetime game, though. That is big facts. That, that and I, I just think that's, don't that's listen. Where I, I think, think Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's overpaid though, and I think he's he he's getting a lot of hype this year because he's got you know he's got the gritty guy, right? He's got feeling. I haven't even said I haven't even said I have a feeling feeling. I haven't said him. I haven't uh, you know Dalvin Cook. Madison's good too when he comes in. I, I just don't that, know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't trust them. And until an NFC North opponent in a game that is meaningful comes in and beats Green Bay in Green Bay, I don't think. I don't think anybody touches Green Bay. I think that the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. I think he can lead them to the playoffs. Obviously, right? They like they're expected to be a playoff team. I think they can be a frisky enough team to compete for the NFC North, but I don't think he can win in the playoffs solely because of the prime time type of thing. I think that's, that's what kills him. And I, I think that's where we lose all confidence in his ability to 
win and it, like our confidence in him as a whole is because in the back of our minds, we know that he can't win in, in a playoff game. And I, I think the Vikings are going to probably kill the bears. I think that's a, that's an obvious thing right there. Like they're minus seven as a bears fan. I can't take it. I just can't get myself to push the button to take the seven, but it's Come on. too obvious to Come me. On. No, I can't do it. Come on. I've, no, I've got, no, no, I've no. got my can't, heart. We, we can't, we can't bet with our, we cannot bet with our heart. You have to bet with your mind. That's good money right there. And that's why I'm that's not betting money. at all. That, hey, but listen, you're, you're walking. I mean, that, that right there feels almost like a trap line. If I will, you, the, the bears should get, where is the game? Is it, is it, it's in, is Minnesota. It in the forest? Oh, it's so it's Minnesota. not even in the forest. It's not even in the jungle. Okay. You know, cause I, I say the jungle because your guys' field's horrendous. That's fair enough. Hey, we got new grass. I don't care what you got there. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I'm telling you right now, I don't – I'm not worried about – I'm not worried. Quarterbacks I'm worried about, Stafford when he gets healthy. Jalen Hurts. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Mahomes, obviously. Brady, once this divorce goes through. Yeah, what a situation that is. You know, I saw a funny, I saw a funny tweet. It was uh, Nick Foles and uh, or uh, Giselle. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but Giselle joins a an elite group of player, uh, elite group of people in the world that take rings from Tom Brady, and it was Eli Manning, uh, um, Nick Foles, and, and now and now Giselle. Obviously, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and what? then I saw another tweet. It was uh, it was um, Tom Brady single handedly ruined his entire family just to prove Adam Schefter wrong. That was pretty funny to me yeah. too. Did you see the uh, Zach Wilson saying what's yep. up to and, Giselle? And she liked his video. I saw yeah. that. That was yeah. pretty funny. What side of the fence do you sit on for that? Do you think he's going to play horrendous because of it, or do you think he's just going to be a robot and just whatever? I don't care. I think he'll be fine. I don't know. He he hasn't looked impressive this year. That's that's my only thing is like he hasn't looked yeah, like Tom some, Brady, and it, yes. this has been going on all season. So I, in my mind, it was because well, obviously, first of all, he hasn't really had his weapons, and then also, I mean, come on, like you're going through a divorce, or I guess not not a divorce yet, but they've been talking about it. They've been fighting everything like that. Um, I, I just don't think that I think at some point the human element comes into it. And I think that he finally has, it, it's, it's reached him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's affecting him mentally. And I think that this is the first year that he hasn't really been able to focus everything on football because he's got this other thing going on at home. For sure. You said Brady, I mean, he hasn't looked good all year, but 39 for 52, 385, and three touchdowns. I mean, now, that, yeah. Now, now, I don't know if throwing the ball 52 times is sustainable uh, for a winning franchise or what you're looking or hoping to be a winning franchise. 39 for 52 for 385 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions is pretty good. And your team lost by 10 to a far superior Chiefs team, in my opinion. Now, I don't know about far superior, but right now, far superior. I do think the Buccaneers will bounce back. Uh, 
They do have Evans back. They finally got Godwin back. They have Cole Beasley, which is an insanely good sneaky weapon. They have Lenny. I like Lenny. Great, great running. But here's the problem, though. You lost by 10, and you ran the ball six times. Six times. Six? I think that, that kind of got lost in the game over the weekend. I don't, I don't think people realize that they did not run the ball. Oh, I, like, I realized it because I had a bet. I mean, I realized it because I had Fournette on, on my fantasy team, and thank God for the touchdown. But for a 45-year-old man, right, you can't be throwing the ball 52 times, even though it is Tom Brady. I feel like we have we have this etched into our brain that oh it's Tom Brady like Tom Brady's going to do Tom Brady things. So that's why I'm I think this week against the Falcons can either be they bounce back in a big way against uh not I don't want to say bad opponent because the Falcons haven't been bad but obviously they are not nearly as good as the Bucks or what the Bucks should be or I think it continues to go down the road that it has been where they just don't look that impressive. And last week, I think the Bucks defense kind of got diced up. I mean, they, they looked horrible for, for the Bucks defense that everyone's all raving about. Like this is one of the best defenses in the league. They look terrible. So I don't think that's going to happen again, especially going against Marcus Mariota without Cordero Patterson. I don't think that's going to happen, but ah, yeah. Now that I talk about it more, yeah, the Bucks are probably going to absolutely kill the Falcons. Well, I just, so I can't get this. over the fact that it's Tom Brady. Here's this: Who wins that division? I say the Bucks. Who would even compete? Falcons. Yeah. They're trying to lose. It's not working, but they're trying to lose. The Panthers. No. Saints? No. The Saints is an interesting one. That's what everyone was on the Saints heavy over the offseason, and I could not understand why at all. It's not really interesting. They've come out and proved it that they're just not it. It's not really interesting, in my opinion. It's not really interesting. It's it's an easy call. Yeah. The Bucks. Okay. So what's that mean? What does that mean if the Bucks win the division? They go to the what? The Ploffs. The Ploffs. And who is the best in the NFL currently, all time, whatever else you want to say, in the playoffs? It's the GOAT. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. So I'm not worried. Yeah. Do I think this start is kind of alarming? Yes. He's also going through a divorce. When he took that week off in training camp and people were like, what? is going on. Brady never like really takes time off like this. He was, that was the end right there. Yeah. The, the divorce I think, I think at this point, all speculation of that little trip was, is definitely off. Now everyone kind of knows what that was all about. Right. Right. So, so I, the, I don't know. I'm with Brady. The next three opponents for the bucks, Falcons, Steelers, win, Panthers, win. win. And there you yeah. go. And then he'll throw all, for, he'll He'll throw for 900 yards, six touchdowns, and I'll get I'll throw an interception in there. Six touchdowns seem slow to me. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like one of these, yeah, I feel like one of these he's going to get four. 
At right. least, at least and, one and, of these. But yeah. that's that's the thing. Think about what you were asking me, and then think about what you just said. Boom! There you go, Brady. He could turn it on. There's only a couple people in the in the world that can do it like he did. Breeze, Manning, Rogers, like first name bases guys. I don't even need to say their last name. Drew, Aaron, Tom, Peyton. Like I don't even. You don't even need to hear their last name. You know who I'm talking about there, yep. there's another guy right there tom boom but we can i think, I think this next little schedule is definitely like key for him just to like kind of get back in the rhythm and like slow yeah. it down on the whole divorce thing a little bit yeah um so i want to talk about the bears a little bit i gotta get mm-hmm. get, get it off my chest pretty much mm-hmm. weekly it's gonna happen mm-hmm. uh the defense I mean, Saquon Barkley absolutely murdered the defense. Um, and they showed an inability to adapt is probably the biggest thing I saw from our defense, which is usually who I am confident in, or at least the most confident in. Um, so Saquon ran 31 times for 146 yards. And because of that, the Giants were doing kind of a bootleg rollout kind of thing with Daniel, Daniel Jones, and that just somehow allowed Daniel Jones to run freely whenever he wanted to. And if he didn't want to run, he had an open receiver, tight end, whatever. He had someone there to throw it to. And that's, that's how he got both of his touchdowns. It's just nice little easy rollout. Everyone crashed in to tackle Saquon and left no one out there to look after Danny Dimes. Um, so I think that was very, very alarming for us. Just, just the fact in general, just not being able to adapt to what was happening and it happened all game long. And then, I mean, I don't even want to talk about the fact that for half the fourth quarter, they were running wildcat and we still could barely stop them. The offense fields looked better. I, I mean, that's funny. I don't know how that's, much better he looked, but that's funny. If, if we're looking at the very minuscule, he, he looked like he was a little bit more comfortable in, in times that he wasn't being pressured. Um, with Cody Whitehair going down, that hurts us major because Sam Mustafer is our starting center, and he was, he was very, very bad. He just let every run through. He was just a sieve out there. Uh, Lucas Patrick. He, we got him from the Packers. He was supposed to be our center. He hasn't been healthy, um, healthy enough to snap the ball. And so he's been playing guard, switching out with Tevin Jenkins. Now that Cody's gone, he's starting at the left guard spot, which leaves Sam Mustafer in there. And Fields is just getting killed at this point. And I don't think, I, I don't think he's going to be able to develop that much if, if we keep Mustafer in there and we don't have a solid line for him to actually have more time to like process and get the ball out. Um, Bright side was Mooney, right? Mooney four catches for 94 yards. That was huge for us to see because he he's been terrible all year. Oh, has he been terrible or has the quarterback? Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. He he hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been getting targeted. I think the biggest problem with that, with the whole receiver thing is no one can get separation. I didn't want to believe in the whole, like, Oh, we don't have weapons thing. Cause in my mind, it was a bunch of receivers that 
yes, they were kind of no-name receivers, but I thought Mooney was a surefire wide receiver one in the league. Now I'm kind of like second-guessing that. He's he's more of a wide receiver two, I believe. Um, St. Brown, I love. I love St. Brown from the Packers. I think he can get separation. He can get open. Do you see anything in the Bears right now that like give, should give me confidence at all? No. Like it, it's so annoying to watch, and I feel like I have to watch every single game. And this, like, all we were hoping for was to see progress this year, and I feel like we're just not seeing anything. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Uh, do you want my? Do you want my non-biased opinion because I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and you know. My head you can give me you give me whatever my, you want to give my, me. My 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 head my head coach. I'm ready for it. Or the 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 Green Bay Packers head coach has won 13 games in every season that he has been a head coach in the NFL. That is an NFL record. I'll digress. Listen, your comment of hoping to see what did you just say? You said you were hoping to see hoping to see progress. Progress, progress, progress. What made you think you were going to see progress? Um, the new offense. You got Eberflus. I I think it's mainly because Lou Getzey, first of all, right, coming in from Green Bay. I have watched Green Bay's offense absolutely destroy us my entire life. Time out, though. You have because of one human. Two. Do you? Two do humans. You, true. <laughs> they true, both owned true, us. True. true. But do you have a player of that caliber? on that team no no and it's not even not even close. close yeah and it's not even close do you have a player of Devonte adams on your team no and it's not even close darnell mooney on the chiefs is wide receiver three on the dolphins is wide receiver three on the bills is wide receiver three four Four, actually, I'd say McKenzie, and then Gabe Davis, and then Steph. Hey, yo, on that one, one kind of hurt, bro. On, on <laughs> the Cardinals, three. Hopkins, Hollywood, Mooney. On the Rams, three. It's just, I, I, I know you want to be optimistic. I know you do. You shouldn't want this team to win, though. Right, you shouldn't. You shouldn't because if you don't, you get a good draft pick, you get a quarterback, or you get, you get, you know, you get a wide receiver, a game changer, a, a you know, a instant impact player. You want to win games? Why? I mean, I, I, I don't want to win. I know, I, I, I know, I know why. Necessarily. I know why. No, you do. You do. I mean, everybody does. And if you didn't cheer, if you cheered for a team and you just said, oh, I. Can't wait to lose again this week for the 32nd week in a row. That would be weird, right? That would yeah. be strange. So I know why you want the Bears to be successful, but boy, oh boy. I mean, it's like they give you they give you nothing to, you know, cheer for. I, I don't think Eberflus was the hire you guys should have made. The Roquan Smith situation is an interesting one. Um uh, you can't keep Montgomery healthy, which is a problem. Um, I think Monty's gone after this year for sure with Herbert back there. I don't see a reason to re-sign Monty. I, d- I don't think 
I don't think Khalil Herbert's uh, a running back one on, I don't know if any other team, not the Texans, they have Pierce, uh, not the Jags, they have James. I don't know. Obviously not the Panthers. I'm just trying to think of like the bad teams, not the Lions. Maybe the Jets with Michael Carter. Maybe. But they maybe the Bills. Off, so it's maybe, like... maybe the Bills. I mean, but they have yeah. Zach Moss and they have Singletary, but they don't use running backs because they don't need to because they have Josh Allen because they sucked and then because they got him. <laughs> right? But we can't really get him. rid of Fields. We they, like they're not going to draft another quarterback. I, I understand that it's not uh, like it's not their guy. Say never. Don't no, I'm not. Never, I'm not saying never. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying. I'm a fan of a team who took Jordan Love when we could have taken <laughs> so many wide receivers, and we still have a Hall of Fame quarterback. So don't say never because it can happen. It can happen. You guys can, and you might. And if you do, have fun. Because it's not been fun understanding the concept and, and the thought process behind drafting two players where we already had two players at those two players' position. First pick was Jordan Love. We had Aaron Rodgers. Second pick was A.J. Dillon. We had Aaron Jones. Now, A.J. Dillon, great pick. Hindsight, 2020, amazing pick. Was I mad? Wasn't happy. Wasn't happy. But good pick. Good pick. Jordan Love, terrible pick. That's something we're gonna have to live with. I just I don't I don't see them getting 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 rid of Fields at all. No, I I, I don't think so either. Obviously, it's more of a it's more of a joke. But honestly, you something needs to change. I I think they definitely change again with our with our hundred plus million dollars of cap space. Right, we don't we can't really sign a wide receiver. They're all they're all signed already. So we'd, we'd have to trade for one. And Pulse has already told everyone and shown everyone that he doesn't want to trade draft capital. He traded a seventh-round pick for Nikhil Harry because seventh-round picks don't really matter that much, especially if you can get a guy that was a first-rounder and you spent a seventh-rounder on him. So I, I don't know how likely it is that he will trade for someone um, that's good enough to be a wide receiver one. I've seen things about T. Higgins which I wouldn't be mad at that, but can he be that number one guy? I believe he can be, but that's because I am very optimistic in everything pretty much at this point because I, I, there's what else am I going to do about it? But uh, other than T. Higgins, I mean, who do you really trade for? And, I mean, you just named off a lot of teams that Mooney would be a three on, and I now agree with that completely. And that kind of just opened my eyes a little bit about, like, we really got to fix that one. Herbert, Herbert, I do believe, can be our running back one. But, uh, I mean, we have $100-plus million of cap space, and I don't know where the hell we're going we're gonna to spend it. O-line. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Upcoming free agents for the 2023 season. Wide receiver. DJ Moore. Would he be a wide receiver one? Yes, he would. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins. Ever heard of him? Would he be a wide receiver one? Yes. Calvin Ridley. If we can keep him out of Messina and we can keep him on the football field, wide receiver one. DK Metcalf. Wide receiver one. What was his 2020, deal? 
2024. He's still on his rookie deal, I believe. No, he just he just signed an extension with the Seahawks over the Then summer. this isn't up. Then this isn't an up. This is not as updated. I was about to say uh, like, what. <laughs> Ty- Tyler Boyd. Not bad. He could finally leave Cincinnati. This is in 2024. He could leave Cincinnati, leave the shadow of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Steph Diggs, no way. You can't get him. He'll never leave. So there's guys. I mean, there's guys. I guess, there's yeah. I've, I've been looking more towards guys. next season because... Jordan Poyer, free agent at the end of this year. This wasn't supposed to be a, uh, like... This wasn't supposed to be a long rebuild, is I guess what what's been going through my mind. But I mean, I guess in the betterment. How of long the have future, you been rebuilding? Well, one year, but should have been rebuilding for the last like six. Why? You guys were good in double doink year. Yeah, yeah. twenty eighteen. That was four years ago. But we the didn't Lions have an offense. Haven't been good in fifty years. That was because of an insanely good defense. And that's it not going to win. Matter. That's not going to win in this NFL, in my opinion. No, it it most it certainly will. I think it certainly will. If you have a, a, a competent offense with a good defense, I think you would be fine. Now, history in the last three years might not support my claim. Tampa Bay, unreal offense, great defense. So. They were just unbelievable. Kansas City, unreal offense, average defense. Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Hardman. I mean, they were good, you know, obviously. Last year, the Rams. Were they really that were they really that good on offense? I think with OBJ, Stafford? they're a completely different team. That it, he opens up the field so much more. Well, I, I, I really believe that. Okay, so fine. But their defense was good. So let me their ask you this. Is legit. So it, let's say Kirk Cousins, the most mediocre quarterback stat-wise in the NFL. If the 2018 Bears – He's not mediocre. He's not mediocre. He's a very he's average – Stat-wise, stat wise, he's not mediocre. I aren't, aren't his stats all like wise, pretty much even, like 500 on good and bad? I mean, yeah, but I I would say pretty mediocre fits, to me. Yeah, I would say you're probably yes, probably right. So, I resend so, my statement. Yes, probably mediocre. I think now that so if we had Kirk Cousins or a Kirk Cousins level guy in 2018, I think we make a very good run there because we could hold teams to very little points and we just couldn't put up points because Trubisky was our guy. So I I think that that kind of helps your case a little bit there. Because, I mean, we didn't even have, like, that many great weapons, really. Um, and it was a very, very, very average offense. Just Yeah, but they insane lost, so it defense. doesn't really. But I'm it, saying, they like, lost, if, so if it, Kirk Cousins played for yeah, that team, I think that I get, your, your, what you just said actually it, does come to it fruition doesn't, a little bit. It doesn't, it doesn't help my argument, though, because they lost. They lost. Yeah, but, if they won, then it might have helped, but they lost. Because my argument is saying that I think a good defense can carry a good uh, uh, an average offense, which is I think going to start being the case in Green Bay. Until we get another wide receiver, I think it's going to start being the case. Do you think Romeo Dobbs is your next guy? Yeah, yeah. 
I've been kind of seeing that, and it's it's scary. Yeah, but me a I also bit. think we're gonna sign Odell. You really think that's? Uh, I guess it's not far fetched at all, huh? I think that'd be a very good spot for him. It would kinda be an sucks. Unbe- unbelievable spot. Yeah, kind of sucks though. There's, I mean, it hey, sucks you give, for some people. It's amazing for others. You give the Packers OBJ, and I don't even want to watch the next Bears Packers game. That yeah, would be I mean, that would be dumb. And in the NFL side, you know, I've never. I mean, I've been a fan of this team for four years. You know why I'm a fan of this team. It's not like I just hopped on the bandwagon. I haven't, I haven't experienced bad football. How does that feel? I haven't. It's got to be so nice. It's cool. I mean, it's cool. It's infuriating come January, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, at um, least you have most of the year. True, true, and I do, and I do, and it's fun to watch. I mean, it's fun to watch. It is. Um, but I have, I mean, I'm exper- we're both experiencing a rebuild right now in a different sport, right? Yeah. The Cubs are trying to figure out what to do. So I, I, I can relate in the sense of like, oh, uh, you know, rebuild, rebuild. It sucks. You got to do it. You got to do it. I think those days are coming. For, for Green Bay. I really do. But when? I don't know. I don't know. Not as long as 12's there. If 12, if 12 is still wearing green and gold, it, we're not rebuilding. We're contending. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I can't wait for the day that, that Rodgers is gone. And yes. I've, I've told you this numerous times. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback in the league. And I know Bears fans hate when I say that. I have talked to a lot of them, and they're all like, oh, you're – you're a loser, like you're a fake fan, whatever. Like, no. What can you do besides respect the guy that owns you? Well, hate him. I, I, I hate him, but Why? I love him. He said, I own you. I still own you because he was getting hate and getting the double barrel. He was getting the middle finger. I yeah, mean, and he's, there you go. And he is our rightful owner. He is 18 and five against I'm the not, team. It's not bad. I mean, I'm not scared to say it, but I mean, like, I would love for Rodgers to be in the league still, not in Green Bay. I don't want him to retire, even though at this point, I mean, happen, if though. he's not, if he's not with Green Bay, he's retired. But right. I'm not ready to stop watching him play. I'm just ready to stop watching him play in the green and gold. Yeah, I can't I stand to watch it anymore. I would be but, too if I was Bears fan. It it's it's annoying to watch the Packers just constantly like no matter what happens pretty much like you always have Rodgers and I've never been able to know like what that's like to have a quarterback like that and so like I watch I mean like I can watch almost any NFL game and watch an offense just drive down the field and I'm just like wow that's got to be nice and it's it's just frustrating at this point I've had my doubts on fields already early this season and I don't want to I don't want to give up on them or anything it's it's hard to watch, especially because I think he's digressed from last year. It's and hard to it's hard it's hard to show progress when you throw the ball thirty seven times in four games as a quarterback. Yeah, but and he's, been, he's been running. Jackson. He's been running a lot of those instead of throwing. Like there's been there's been a lot of clips that he's he's tucking and running pretty early. But I mean it, that's that's what kind of gives me hope also is because that can be fixed. I mean you can get a guy to 
kind of stop doing that and throw the ball down the field. But I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough, tough road ahead. Now that we've just talked about the, the rebuild kind of thing, I think it would be better off for us to to take two years, especially because if we're bad next year, so like we, we get a good pick this year. I, I don't think uh, that's tough. I take, take a wide receiver possibly, but I really, really like Marvin Harrison jr. I've been uh, he's not even the best. He's not even the best wide receiver on that team. You, you still think in Jigba is what has made you say, it's it's not fair to say that he's not because he hasn't been playing. Well, yeah, I know that. I, I know that, and it's it is recency bias. But I mean, just watching Marvin Harrison Jr. do everything on the field, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. Like, every, yeah. he can do everything, and I I really believe that he'll be a top ten pick for sure in 2023, and maybe even top five. So I mean, if we're gonna get him, we're gonna have to be really bad, which is kind of the teeter-totter likely. of this whole thing. Likely. It, it, likely, yeah. But When's that stadium open up? Who knows? I don't know how, how fast there they're going to go conf- on that one. I think oh. I think they said that once every – because they just got voted on today, I believe. Um, so that just took a giant step forward for it. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think it's like a certain – like we are definitely doing this. I think it's a lot of like, okay, we're still voting on it. Like a lot of people agree that we should do this, but I don't think that anything is like set in concrete right now. So I, I think that the best play for this team is to tank. Yeah. Tank. What do you have to play for? As long as 12's in the division, you're not winning it. And as long as the Vikings are good, you're not making a playoff spot because there's not two wild cards coming out of the NFC North when you've got when you've got teams like the Cowboys and the Eagles in the same division. You've got teams like the Niners and the Rams in the same division and the Cardinals. And and, and then in the in the South, I mean, you've got you've got the Saints and the Bucks. I mean, I get it. The the Saints aren't that flashy, but you're not getting two two wild cards on the same one. And I think there's what I think there's three wild cards now. So even then, I, I still don't think that you're getting yeah. a, a second wild card out of the NFC North. So what do you have to play for? You 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 win seven games and you go seven and nine, or no seven and ten because there's seventeen games now. What is that going to do? Just going to make your pick worse. So do you look, see- I have a I have a bet on you guys active right now for you guys to have the worst record in the NFL. And from everything I've seen from your offense, it's going to happen because Texans look fine. Davis Mills is okay. They have Brandon Cooks and they have Damon Pierce and Rex Burkhead, who has been serviceable. Jacksonville looks really good right now. Jacksonville's not even going to be close to the bottom. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. The Lions, they've already won. And they're going to beat somebody else, probably you guys, if I had to guess. They get to play you guys twice. I I don't see you guys winning. I mean, maybe. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but, like, maybe at all. You're not beating the Vikings. The Commanders, that should be a – oh, what a Thursday night game that's going to be, huh? That's that's the old old Thursday night football again. Right, yeah, there you go. And then you go play – Patriots Monday Night Football, uh, a night game in Gillette. Have fun. 
Then you go to Dallas. You go to Jerry World. No. Then you play the Dolphins. No. Lions. I don't know. Falcons in Atlanta. I don't know. Jets. Maybe. Who knows? If Joe Flacco's playing, probably not. Rodgers. No. Eagles. No. Bills. No. Lions. Again, who knows? And then the Vikings. Like, I yeah. only see the – you see you might beat the Jets, you might beat the Falcons, and you might beat the Lions once. I don't even think you'll beat the I think Washington. we beat the Commanders. I, I think we beat the Commanders. I think they have so many good weapons, and they have a fine defense. They have a fine defense. I, I think that's a – that's that might be the most winnable game for us. I, I think they are worse than the Lions. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that's the Commanders. I, I don't think that's crazy to say that they're worse than the Lions, right? And yeah, the Lions, Lions are probably besides the Jets, the closest to a winnable game that we have. The, and the Jets, right. I mean, I don't even know what they are. I, I could watch them all season long, and I couldn't tell you what they are. I feel like they're just right. a random team. Um. Right. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think we we sneak out a few a few wins. I don't know if we're going to be yeah. the worst, but I, I also couldn't I tell do. you who would be the worst. I would so, love that. Me. Yeah, I would love would. that. Well, I guess I, I kind of would too. Not even, <laughs> I don't even want to, I don't even want to see, I don't want to see my friend in, in, you know, agony and for four long months, but my I'll, family I'll be in agony. Us. I'll be in agony until the draft and then see what happens there. But I mean, it's the Bears that in the draft, so suck. who knows? Just that looking forward to, to the suck. draft all year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does a little bit. See, I'm not – usually, like, they're, like, a frisky team. They're like, okay, you could maybe go 500 and make the playoffs, but maybe not. But now this year, this is, like – I can't tell you the last time we actually had, like, a real rebuild like this where, like, you're expected all year to be terrible because usually we always have a chance and we just end up being, like, a below-mediocre team. Grossman. Yeah. pre-Grossman. And that's – I mean, that's a long time ago for me. So for everybody, yeah, it's, it's a, it's almost 20 years. It's a weird thing to, to really think about, but I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Going to sit here in pain, look forward to the draft. Hope we don't screw it up. Right. right. That's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much all we got to do. Better hope not. Do you think that adding weapons? So, I think that we need to add weapons, right? Well, I guess, like you say, not we. Uh, the Bears need to add weapons to help fields a little bit. But you also shouldn't win games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's so, like, the only way to add weapons to the draft. I mean, but I'm saying like lucky. vets. I'm saying like vets. Like if if we did get one of those free agents next year, or sign or like trade for T Higgins or something like that, like. I mean, you got you got to think that that would add wins to to the season. So would it? Brandon Cooks, he plays for the Texans. They're terrible. Yeah, but I don't even know what. I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about the Texans right now. Like they, they're, they're like they're they're a team that can keep it somewhat close, and they can play you, but they're probably not going to win. Doesn't matter. You lose by one, you lose by a hundred. You're still lost. Yeah, but I mean, that's just like a. I feel like we have more of a a sound foundation than the Texans. Really? Really? You're going to ah. look at me straight. You're going <laughs> to look me dead in the face and you're going to say you, that's a bears fan talking about the bears, trying to be optimistic and trying to hide the truth. Really? What do you have to build for? 
What or build on, I should say. What do you have to build on? Who? David Montgomery? You just said he, he's going to leave. No. I Justin don't. Fields? Justin Fields? You just told me you have doubts about him. Darnell Mooney? Sweet. I just told you that he's a wide receiver three on half the league. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They have Brandon Cooks. They have, I mean, they have Damian Pierce, who I really like. I, yeah, they're not good, and it's tough to be compared to the Houston Texans. But, I mean, golly, you guys are the same, in my opinion. And the only reason why I didn't take the Texans that have the worst records is because they, they play in a terrible division. Terrible. Tex, or the Titans, not good. Jaguars. I think the Jaguars win that, win that division. Year. Sure. Colts, horrible. Yeah? Colts are terrible. God, that is tough to hear. Colts. That is a tough one God, to hear. Just, I mean, I'm just, who do you, whose team, whose roster do you like better right now? Seattle or the Bears? Oh, Seattle. They have weapons. Bingo. And a they have pretty stuff solid to build defense. Uh, let's think of who else is really bad. The Jets. I mean, they they should not be bad, right? Who? The Jets. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, you like, like really a quarterback. Like if, if they, or if Zach Wilson's turn, if, if Zach Wilson turns out right, that they should yeah. be, they should be good. Like they have star power. And I like, and I like Robert Sala a lot. But either way, answer the question: Jets or Bears roster? Jets. Okay, name a team in the NFL that you like the Chicago Bears roster uh, more than. I'll wait. I can't. I can't. But like Colts, Colts, they have the best running back in the NFL. I would no, definitely not the Colts. The Colts, I think, are Panthers playing Panthers? a lot worse than they should be. Panthers, they have one of the best running backs in the NFL. Yeah, but outside of McCaffrey and DJ Moore, which I mean, if you can't get the ball to DJ Moore, then what's the point? But like Robbie, who Anderson? else do they have? Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I don't know. He's kind of mid. He's kind of mid. He says, "Oh, I'm... okay." He says he's kind of mid. Robbie Anderson's kind of mid. Well, I think it's the quarterback that's throwing the ball to said Robbie Anderson. That's my opinion. Uh, let's see. Carolina will go. Let's just look at their most recent stat line. Box I think defense, score, defense is the reason why I think that the Bears are better than some teams, even though obviously they can get ran against. But Shaq Thompson. Who the hell is that right? guy? You know who Shaq Thompson is. Come on now. Uh, uh, that, I don't know. Yeter Gross Matos, defensive lineman. Good. Very good. Solid. Never heard of him solid. either. Yes, you have. Come on now. You, you heard of him out of the draft. He went to Penn State. Come on. He was drafted like ninth. But, but the, the, I, I, like, I like the Panthers roster more. Than the Bears. Again, Khalil Herbert, probably not running back one on all but five teams in the NFL. Name of I don't can, I don't think you Darnell. can really say that though. Like just yet, Khalil Herbert hasn't what? been able to be a starter, and when he has started, he's done well, except for this last game against the Giants, where our O line was just getting pushed around. He he has name done very team. well as a starter. Okay, name a team that you would consider putting him a starter at. Just from what you've seen, the sample size you've seen. I couldn't tell you one. I, I don't 
I don't know. Running backs, running backs are kind of weird though. Like he's not starting in Arizona. A lot of them. He's not starting in Vegas over Jacobs. He's not starting in LA over Henderson or Akers. He's not starting in other LA. Okay. No, that's a team. That's a team right there. I think you put him in LA. He's better than Akers and Henderson. Oh dear. No. Are you serious? You're like a, you're like a Lions fan, huh? No. Okay. Hold on. I live in Michigan. I I live in Michigan. So I deal with this. I deal with this all the no, time. I'm not, oh, I'm not that bad. This, this is the year that we're going to make the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no. This is the year. We got Aiden Hutchinson. We got Aiden Hutchinson. <gasps> he might win defensive player of the year or defensive rookie of the year. Sweet. Sweet. There's already Lions fans hating on him. And he's from Michigan. He's a Michigan man, as John Har- or Jim Harbaugh would say. He's a Michigan man. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, but I guess I don't know enough about Herbert to make me think, oh, I'm going to start Akers over Henderson. and and Or I'm going to start Herbert over Akers and Henderson. I don't, I don't yeah, know, I but sure. Okay, so. From watching so, them, so I think Seattle, that's a definite Penny. to me. Seattle. Penny, Penny, Penny no. is the most underrated running back in the league, I, I would say. Because everyone else uh, usually gets LA, their due Eckler. a little bit, but Penny is – Other oh, Eckler. L.A., Eckler, no. no. Kansas City, no. Uh, Tampa Bay, no. Uh, Atlanta, no. New Orleans, no. Uh, we said Buffalo already, but that – They mean, don't use them, so it doesn't They matter. don't use them, so it doesn't matter. And you could almost make the same argument in, in Baltimore. They don't need them because their quarterbacks are running back. So it doesn't matter. Cleveland, no. Cincinnati, no. Detroit, no. Minnesota, no. Like I'm, I, you could go through Dallas, no, and no. Philly, maybe Miles Sanders, but I don't know. He's looked good this year, in my opinion, and he had an unreal game against Washington. Washington. Now there could be your team right there, because I don't know if I believe in Gibson. And but I mean, you've got the Bijan Robinson kid. If he can, you know. Bob and weave those bullets next time. He might play. You know, he might be good. So, long story short, we don't need to go through every team. I'm just saying, I don't think you have anything to look forward to as a Bears fan, truthfully, other than probably April. And that's for the probably next two years, unfortunately, or fortunately. I think I think the only thing that we have to look forward to is Justin Fields progressing, but that can't happen with no weapons and him getting killed every play so like that's where it's like it's hard to do because i i don't i i I feel like if we got at least one actual wide receiver one and if we had a more solid o-line i feel like we would win a decent amount of games like i think we could have an eight win season that we get a real wide receiver one and we have a good o-line so you're gonna make six you're gonna add six players that are gonna be. No, 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 no! Don't replace the. We had like I'd say. Actually, I don't need. Our O line's not even that bad. Outside of Mustafer, if you take him out. No, if you if you looked at the stats, and PFF rankings, our O line is. Oh not, yeah, because PFF terrible. Because PFF is PFF is no, just no, no. always spot on. You're right. No, you're right. I agree. I agree. You're right. The Bears' offensive line isn't bad because PFF. No, I, I I don't think they're as bad as what they were made out to be, but I don't know. I, I just I'm 
like how is he so supposed to progress without those things, but how are we supposed to lose with those things? And I don't think we're going to lose like that if we have more weapons for him. I hear you. I hear you. I feel you. I actually don't feel your pain, but I, I can feel it in this conversation, but I have no idea what you're experiencing. It's so tough. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. Well, do you want to do our best bets? And uh, Do our best bets, yeah. And then we'll send it off. Yep, go ahead and get out of here. So my first one, I'm going to go with the Lions plus three in New England. Solely because their offense is absolutely insane. And I think, I mean, take the over. No, I don't even know what it is at this point. But, I mean, their defense is horrible. And I don't know. Do you know if Bailey Zappi is playing next week? Or what's going on I with their injury situation? So. I would assume so because it's a, it's uh, it's a head, it's a head thing. He will not, uh, Hoyer. It's a head thing. Yeah. What do you think? They're gonna bring him back in after everything in Miami? No way. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I, I think Bailey Zappi looked decent. I mean, I, I think yeah. he looked capable enough to make some throws against the Lions' defense, and then the yeah. Lions' offense obviously just. I mean, I don't even know what happened. They are very, very good this year. Um, but I think the Lions can keep it close. I think I, – I forgot what podcast it was that I heard it on today. I think it was – pardon my take. They were saying that the Lions could lose by three to any team in the league. And that is very, very true. They lost by three to the Eagles, and then they lost by three to the Seahawks. That's not true. That's, I mean, I, don't even, I feel like they can stay. They can stay in the game with their offense. You're telling me it's a three-point game against the Kansas City Chiefs, against the Buffalo Bills, against the Green Bay Packers, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No way! Come on, TJ. Let's come back to Earth. Let's get back on this planet. The Detroit Lions are not a good football team. They never have been, and they probably won't be. I don't know when they will be. I don't know. And I like it because I'm from Michigan and their fans are delusional. They're delusional. It's, it's, it's a serious problem. They would not lose by just three points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs. If they played the Eagles again, they would not lose to the Eagles by three. The Eagles are rolling. And now I get it. Oh, they only lost by three. They only lost by three to Philly. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Play them now. Play them now. No way. Now healthy, Swift, Anman Ra, DJ Chark, Hawk, Jamal. No, still not losing by three. Oh, come still on. Losing by three. Oh, come on. They're still losing by a touchdown. They're still losing by a touchdown. Come on now. With all those weapons. Let's get a grip. Let's get a grip. Here we go. If Jared Goff plays like how he's been playing, and if all of his weapons are doing all the work that they're doing. Run into a good defense. Then call me. The Eagles are a good defense. So if they're a good defense now, what makes you think that they're going to lose or they're only going to beat the Lions by three? They figured it out in Philly. I like Philly. I like them a lot. Buccaneers, no way. No way. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, I'd say the Bengals. No. The Chiefs. No. 
They're not. No. I, I okay. I, the Lions have the best offense in the NFL because they get the ball so much because their defense is terrible. Like, like historically bad. But they can score when they have the ball. But they've given up the most points in four games in NFL history. That has to be accounted for. Against what teams? Yes, the Eagles. Fantastic. They just gave up. They, dude, they just, you're going to make, you're going to make me hurt inside. They just gave up 48 points to the Seahawks with Geno Smith. See, I hear you on all of that, but I, my only reply is their offense. They, Um, they are scoring on those opportunities that they're given. But the Seahawks defense is trash, trash. I, I just terrible. I think they They're terrible. And what, and what about last year? Weren't All they, right, last year when they were so good at ATS, I think can, they found they gold. Stay, they can stay in games. Well, because their or backdoor cover so or backdoor yes. cover, but either way, they're going to cover the plus three against the Patriots. I don't think a third string rookie QB is going to do anything to them. That's too crazy and out of this world. I mean, I it's it's still Bill Belichick, but I mean, I that team's not the same. They're gonna cover the three. So, so I, I'll do I'll do my official picks. I don't know. I you know you get you, you're gonna get the kid fired up on a Tuesday night. All right, <laughs> my official picks: uh, Lions, Patriots over forty five and a half. That game might actually hit 90 again. Um, Bills, Steelers under 47 and a half. 14-point spread right there tells me that they expect one team to get killed. I don't see how the Bills are going to score 48 points or even uh, what would 48 minus 14 be? 34? 34 to 14? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know know how they're going to score – 14 points with Pickett. That's a tough defense to go against. Poyer's probably going to have another two interceptions. Uh, Packers, Giants under 41 and a half. And we will end it with the Broncos and the Colts under 42 and a half. I'm big on the unders. Uh, Packers have not hit an over all year besides this last game. They were 0 for 3 before that. Uh, Probably. No, they definitely would have gotten the over uh, without overtime because uh, it was 24-24. We ended up winning 24-27. Shouldn't say we, not a part of the organization. That's the third time I've said it. We'll figure it out at some point. And I would also say the Dolphins and the Jets under 43-and-a-half. I don't know how Tua is going to get to 43-and-a-half. And if you want a little money line action, I would say Jets money line. I'm going to go just one more pick and just say the Titans against the Commanders. I think the Commanders are terrible. I think that Derrick Henry is starting to roll again finally. Um, I think Tannehill is good enough to at least, I mean, two and a half, all they got to do is win by three. I I don't think Tannehill is going to lose them the game. And I think if they just hand the ball to Derrick Henry, he can do everything he wants to. So I, I just two and a half. Good, good football number. Win by three. 
Um, last week I went one, one, and one. The Bills pushed the the minus three. The Falcons one hit the money line, and then uh, the the Texans kind of let me down in the in the last bit of the game. But Titan Titans and Lions for me on the spread. I think those are my safest bets right now that I've been looking at. So I guess that's the end Good. of it. I appreciate Good. you coming yeah. on. Yeah, like I said, like I said, when you guys were starting this thing, I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it anytime you guys ask me to. I, I, I love, you know, coming on and chopping it. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of sports. I know a lot about sports, or at least I'd like to think so. And uh, anytime you guys ask me to come on, if the schedule, if the schedule works, and whether it's a guest or a guest host, uh, I, I I don't mind coming on and chopping it up for a little bit. I'm glad we were able to talk for about, I'd say close to just under two hours. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I can't wait to do it again. I appreciate you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Adios.